And welcome, everybody, to this week's OETA Movie Club podcast. I'm the show director, Jeff Mareva, and I'm here with our host, Robert Birch. Hi, everybody. How are you doing today? Not too bad, and you, Jeff? I'm doing pretty good. All right. So um, today we're talking <laughs> about the movie The Imitation Game. Ooh, it's 2014. Yeah. Rated PG-13. Right. So PG-13. Um, so tell us a little bit about it. Uh, this is about the um, mathematician Alan Turing who was uh, largely responsible, you know, he's really a genius, uh, is largely responsible for cracking the code of the German Enigma machine. And uh, it was an enormous uh, breakthrough for uh, helping the Allies win World War II. Um, you know, uh, there was a captured U-boat that, um, that we got an Enigma machine um, and, you know, but even having the Enigma machine, you know, you, you can't figure it out. Yeah. yeah because they would it. change the codes every, every so day. often, every, every day. day at midnight. Okay. Yeah. Every day at midnight, they change uh -huh. the codes. Wow. And they would, uh, you know, so, you know, it was thought impossible that you could, uh, break that kind of code and they did it. You know, and the Japanese it. had a, a version of this as well. And, uh, but it was, it was different. Um, so, but you know, this one was apparently much more difficult than the Japanese version. Yeah. And you know, it, the great, a lot of people don't know these, what they called Turing machines, uh -huh. um, were the precursor for computers. Yeah. I mean, this guy basically invented the computer. Yeah. And, um, and this is back when you're doing it analog, like you're, you're hooking up copper wires and components and <laughs> compressors and capacitors vacuum and tubes vacuum tubes and all this stuff i have no idea what it is <laughs> but i know you have to have all that and uh and so it would take up a room and it took up an entire room they yeah. had like they had a, a they had an office and uh -huh. an entire barn looking thing that they right. did, that they put this computer in and uh, down in uh in fort at fort sill the museum that they have down there there is a computer that alan turing uh helped design that it's called ENIAC, and it would calculate um, uh, artillery uh, firing, uh, you know, uh, arcs, I guess. Right. Right, where you're, you know, you're shooting it, you know, miles away. Right, and trying to figure out that trajectory, it, yeah. You know, much more accurately. Uh, but this, this thing, it takes up an entire room. Wow. It would heat the whole room up, too. You right. know, those big vacuum tubes would get very hot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they've got elements of that uh, in their museum. And uh, now in the movie, he names this machine Christopher. Uh-huh. Um, now, I was reading, I was trying to find out if that was, you know, because this is based on a true story, of course. But right. it's, you know, there's, uh, as any movie that's based on a true story, there's always some... Hollywood. Uh, there was some Hollywood in it. Um, so I couldn't find... I was looking, and I couldn't find if that was the actual original name, Christopher. If it, but that's how what that's what they named it in the movie. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, he 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 basically builds this thing by himself. He's he's very socially awkward. I, I read a whole thing about him, about how he people believe today that he was actually on the spectrum and had Asperger's. Ah. Um, he was just so focused in and such a mathematical genius um, that a lot of people now have speculated that he was that he had Asperger's right and um, but yeah this I mean to watch to watch this movie and to see you know a very Hollywood short you know highlight version uh -huh. of this you know but th this was years this took two years this wasn't just a few months of building a machine oh, yeah. and I mean this was two years of building sure. and testing and trying to do it 
And so the so the the Germans would would reset their codes every night at midnight, uh-huh. and they wouldn't send their first transmission until six a.m. Mm. So they had eighteen hours every day to try to crack this code before midnight, from the first transmission at six a.m. until midnight. Wow. And um, so uh, so yeah, so they're they're or four a.m. So it was something like that. But it was you right. know they 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 had like eighteen hours. Not long. Day, not long. And every night at midnight it would reset, and of course they would. Be very frustrated, yeah. and you know they lost. They yeah, they, they didn't make the whole it that day's day. work, and and then finally they figured out they get it all taken care of. Um, we 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 you know we break the code, and then one of the really interesting parts to me of the movie is we break the code, but then, and I understand why, but then we weren't really able to use it because we didn't want the Germans to right. know that we had broke the code. So they were very strategic about what they what information they used and what information they kind of let go. Yeah, there's a very, uh, there's a story, Winston Churchill had to make a very painful decision because he knew that uh, there was a town, I think it was York, I'm not sure, uh, York, that um, that the Germans were going to bomb. Yeah. That he knew, you know, in advance that that was the target. But if they, um, if they, you know, moved more anti-aircraft into that area if they had the RAF, you know, ready and waiting to to shoot down the planes. They risked tipping their hand right. that they knew, and they and he allowed, he judged to let the bombing go on. Yeah, as you know, uh, rather than you know, it was deemed that it was much more important to to keep that valuable asset. Yeah. Uh, than to to stop that bombing of, yeah. of that town and how wrenching that oh, decision yeah. must have been. Oh yeah, I would hate to be in that position to have to make those decisions. But I understand that you know if you just if you saved everything, then they know you have the code. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you have to strategically say, okay, I'm going to let this go and I'm going to save this. And, and man, that would be hard decisions. Yeah. And uh, but you know, at the end of it, we won the war. They credit this exact situation and Alan Turing as Turing as a big reason that we won the war. Right. And um, so, it, I mean, again, tough decisions, but it won the war. Right. Yeah. And Winston Churchill said uh, as much. Yeah. Uh, you know, when he was asked, of course, I would say, you know, millions of Russian soldiers dying uh, also had a lot to do with it. Yeah. Um, and, our, of course, you know, the Allied effort. But... Um, yeah, uh, and then you know the the advancements that were that that this helped make. Uh, you know, the beginning of computers. You know, you cannot calculate really all that all the good that came out of right. uh, Bletchley Park. Yeah, and 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 a lot. You know, um, a lot of it's just uh, you know hard to believe Bletchley Park all uh, completely. Under secret, no one knew until what right. 2010 or something. Yeah, 20, 2005. It was uh-huh. recent. It was just. And you can go on tours now. Now you can go on tours, but <laughs> but it was it was heavily guarded secret until yeah. the early 2000s, and uh, so people didn't even necessarily know. Yeah, about him the whole and, story. Yeah, and what's really sad, and I don't want to get too much into spoilers of the movie, but what, what's really sad is it didn't end great for him. He no. he wasn't until until this information was was released in the early 2000s and then there was a book written about him and now this movie that's based uh-huh. on the book um you know until this story was 
released, a lot of people didn't know. And, and he was actually not remembered for being a war hero. He was actually remembered as being um, someone out of place in the school because yeah. in, he, was, he was a gay guy. He was gay. He was gay. And um, so he, in, in, in 1940s in, in England, it's illegal Right, to it's be gay. punishable by prison, prison or chemical castration. Yeah, so it's not you know mm. not a pretty thing, and yeah. so he he has to keep that secret, and um, well, and he underwent chemical. And castration. he did. So so he tried to keep that secret, and um, it was actually a cop that was digging around trying to find out what he did during the war uh-huh. because it was so secretive. No one would. This cop was trying to find out what he did during the war. Yeah, why he couldn't fi- find out, and in the process discovered. He was gay and that right. he had a you know affair with several men. Uh-huh. And um, so, yeah, so he was arrested, sent to, pri- or sent to prison and, and decided, or not sent to prison, but sent to the judge uh-huh. and decided he had two choices. You go to prison or chemical castration. He chose the chemical castration After so that he could still he work. For that country. And that he, pr- I mean, this yeah. is a war hero. Yeah. And um, so he chose that so that he could keep working because he knew if he went to prison, he couldn't keep doing his work. Yeah. He couldn't work on these machines and build these wow. Turing machines. So he chose chemical castration. Mm. And sadly, because of that and because of just, I'm sure, severe depression and everything, he ends up killing himself. Driven and, to suicide. And driven to suicide. And it's just, it's a it's a really terrible ending. And again, like I said, I just spoiled the whole thing. But, <laughs> but, but you know, uh, you know, uh, I mean, it's wow. just, it's, it's. It's a true story, so everybody can uh-huh. research this before the movie. But, but it's just a really sad way to end um, yeah. someone's story that's so great. You know, I mean, the war hero invented computers. The first computer he invented called a Turing machine, basically, and cracked Enigma, saved the uh-huh. war, or I mean, won the war. You know, all, you know all this stuff. And he was at the time remembered for being gay and killing himself. Well, know? and he he, but you know, I think um, you know part of his legacy that lives on is the Turing test. Yes. That um, uh, basically it's, it's um, a test by which um, a computer um, that it would, its responses would be uh, as good as or indistinguishable from a human being. Yeah. And 70 years later, 70 years, uh, you know, past his time, uh, no computer has, passed that test wow. not yet not yet but you know they're getting very close right uh, ibm has a great um uh computer that the that they're using for like uh answering machines uh you know seen tested at uh, uh uh basically uh somebody making a, an appointment to get their hair done and they couldn't tell the difference between the computer and uh, a real human a real being. human wow that's crazy. It hasn't made all. It hasn't made all the way to uh, his criteria, but they're they're closing in on that. Yeah. Another great thing about this movie, I thought, was um, really cool. But again, kept a secret until um, this was, information was released. That one of the um, people working on this was was a female, was a lady, uh-huh. and in 1942, that yeah. was unheard of. Right. Um, you know, it, it was definitely a more um, conservative, maybe right. more sexist times. Um, you know, very much so. Very much so. And so, you know, but the need, the need, the need for uh, uh, every for all hands on deck, um, you know, really opened some opportunities yes. for women, for people who normally wouldn't have had a voice or right. had a role. Uh, this they, you know, 
necessity is the mother of invention. Right. And 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 in this case, uh, for opportunity for those people yeah. that they normally wouldn't have been able to participate. Right. And it talks about how even though she was with the guys, as they say, and um, and participating in that, she still uh-huh. had to live upon, live with and do everything outside of that with the with the women's dorm uh-huh. uh, that was there at at, um, at uh, Bleak. Bletchley. Bletchley, sorry. Yeah. Bletchley um, Park. And um, so so she would, you know, be with all the people who were, at that time, secretaries, uh-huh. maids, right. housekeeper, you know, all that stuff that unfortunately was just that norm at, back uh-huh. then. And uh, so she had to live and everything with them. And then basically during the day, she would go over and be with the men uh-huh. and uh, and solve just, and I mean, she's she's the reason, you know, just she's as much brilliant. as some of the other people. And, and, oh, yeah. And, uh, so I think that was really cool that they shot, you know, they showed that in the movie that, you know, it wasn't just Alan Turing. It was, right. you know, it was several people, uh, you know, he, he was, you know, the main guy, but, right. but, uh, there were several people that helped out along the way. And, uh, and yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's really cool to watch that and see, you know, his story and, and know that he's a war hero and, and one that you didn't know about until 50 years after the war. And Benedict Cumberbatch is pretty good, you know. He I mean, is he pretty is good. really good. He is. Keira Knightley, everybody mm-hmm. in this movie is really mm-hmm. good. I, those are the only two names I can remember off the top of my head, but but they're all great yeah. actors. And, um, oh, the MI6 guy, um, right. Stuart Menzies. Um, Menzies. Um, Menzies. Menzies. Yeah, Menzies. Menzies. He, uh, yeah. He's a great actor. Right. And, and I've seen him in several other things. But the character is, um, you know, Ian Fleming uh, in, uh, used him as the, uh, as the, re- was, uh, he knew Menzies in, in real life. And uh, he was the prototype for the M character in the James Bond, James Bond's boss. Right. Uh, at MI6. That's great. That's awesome. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. I, you know, this this is just a great movie. Um, I recommend everybody see it. Again, yes. it's PG-13. Very so, good. you know, maybe maybe not the young kids, but... We've cut um, out all the, all we the have language. Out, yes, we have cut out all the language, of course, as we always do. Um, there's no, you know, inappropriate scenes or anything. It's just an adult topic. Right. right. And, um, but, uh, but yeah, um so we're looking forward to this weekend, and then next weekend we're showing the Iron Lady, yes. Meryl Streep. Like she's pretty good. She's I, she's yeah, got she's, a future in this business. Yeah, I, I think, think I think she could uh, go somewhere. Yeah, in this uh, she's field. Margaret Thatcher. She is uh, in this, and and it's really uh, one of her great roles. Yeah, she really is. Uh, you know, it's it's interesting how how she can go from Julia Child to um, you know. Yeah. Margaret that you know right. it's quite a jump yeah. from and she's just from believable like she's just right. so believable it's it's incredible I love uh, actors like that that you just you forget and they're just so believable oh, that yeah. you just go along with it and she makes that film yeah yeah so we got that coming up February 19th Saturday February 19th at 9 p.m. but Looking of course this weekend is February 12th Mm-hmm. At 9 p.m., it's the imitation game. Yes. So we're looking forward to that. Please join us for that, and uh, we will tune in and see you next time. All right. Bye-bye. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. You can preview all upcoming OETA Movie Club films at oeta.tv forward slash OETA dash movie dash club. And please send your celebrity photos to P.O. Box 14190. Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73113, or you can email them to us at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. 
And of course, tune in every Saturday night at 9 and on Fridays at 11. We'll see you on the couch every weekend for a great movie and fresh popcorn.